From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Looking through the numbers tonight, looking at them. I don't have to go to work tomorrow, but that's because I requested the day off. Yeah, I didn't win. I'm not rich. Hell yes, Mr. Ruff. Thank you very much. It's me, Mike. This is Mike Davidson Lives, my podcast. Thanks for uh, downloading, hanging out with me for the next half hour. Glad you could do it. Yeah, they, they drew the Powerball just a couple hours ago, recording this early Thursday morning, since, you know, I don't have to go to work today, Friday, or Monday. Got a five-day weekend. More on that here in a second. But uh, I think the uh, the jackpot for Powerball nationwide was like $1.7 billion with a B damn dollars. I think this is the second largest jackpot those guys have had. Uh, the winning number bought out in California, much like the winningest jackpot ever was bought out there. And it's uh, some people might think it's conspiracy. I don't. Um, I just think it's bad luck. Uh, but there's a good chance that whoever bought this will end up like that one guy that decided to buy a very... Uh, showy house out in Los Angeles and uh, just flaunt it in front of people and probably spend the money very badly. Not not that anybody ever spends the money wisely when they win these things, mind you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got the uh, next several days off. Girls, uh, they've got fall break. Well, theirs starts Friday. I just has decided to take an extra day. So, uh, you know, they'll, they'll go back to school Tuesday. Uh, much like I'll go back to work Tuesday, but uh, they had their uh, their progress reports with the teacher today. My wife went and attended. Both doing very well in school. Glad to hear it. Uh, the youngin Wolverine Logan not in school, but uh, he heals like nobody's business. I had a scary moment I guess last night um, here at home. A dresser fell on Logan. Because probably he was climbing on it. Uh, my wife rushed in, got him out from under it. He was uh, cut up a little bit on the leg, but nothing dire, nothing like nine one one bad. But we had to get rid of the dresser because it was a hazard. Um, and I got home that night. He was already asleep. But I'm thinking, well, maybe this whole ordeal wore him out. And then he woke me up at three in the morning, running around the living room playing. He's fine. He's fine. Just. He scares the living hell out of you because he's a two-year-old boy, and that's what they do. Um, but he's going to have fun this weekend. The girls are going to have fun this weekend. Yeah, we're going to check out the Newport Aquarium down in Kentucky, just across the river from Cincinnati, uh, do some things in southern Indiana, like go to a pumpkin patch, and then uh, I'm just going to hide out the next couple days here at the house. All right, as you know, uh, I went to school at Ball State University down there in Muncie, Indiana. Um, and if it wasn't for the fact that Ball State was there, Muncie would be kind of a scary place. There there are some old Rust Belt towns here in Indiana that were once uh, once upon a time thri thriving places of business. Um, I lived in Kokomo for a bit, and it seems to do okay. But other places like Marion and Anderson and, yes, Muncie, have seen a lot of jobs leave, and they're just shells of what they formerly were. And it's just to give you an idea of how rough and tumble Muncie can be uh, outside of Ball State University, up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, there is a story about Creepy the Clown. Creepy the Clown is a... Um, 
what do you call the minor leagues for professional wrestling? It's been a while since I've watched professional wrestling. I want to call him a pro wrestler, but it's not like he's a WWE material here. Um, he, I think he's in his late 40s. Uh, at the Delaware County Fairgrounds, which is not too far from Ball State, uh, earlier this week, he got into a fight in the parking lot with an autistic man, started beating the crap out of him, and uh, uh, basically swore over his beaten body. He's being charged with a felony for beating the living hell of this guy, and he was identified at the scene as Creepy the Clown, so one can only assume he was still in um, costume, perhaps character, as doing this. So, yeah, uh, Creepy the Clown. I, I would think, I don't know, I because I'm not in the whole pro wrestling thing. Like, if you don't make it to the bigs, when do you stop? When do you stop when it before it becomes pathetic? And I'm not talking like on a national stage. Like, if you've never made the national stage, if you are indeed in your 40s, don't you just say, you know what, I tried... Let me go back to the factory. Let me go back to the warehouse. Let, let me go back and you know salvage some dignity and just and earn a living without making a complete ass of myself out in a parking lot fighting an autistic man. That's what happened down in Muncie. Uh, Disney. Loki Season 2 dropped. I haven't watched it yet. I don't know if I will watch it. I mean, I love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. I didn't mind the first season, but I've... I, I think comic book fatigue is real and the fact that Marvel really doesn't have a clear-cut direction after uh, Thanos and the Infinity Saga uh, it just it seems less desirable for me to watch it's not to say that I won't it's just I'm not motivated to do so uh, Daredevil Daredevil Reborn kind of a soft reboot of the the show that was on Netflix and did very well on Netflix uh, they're bringing it to Disney uh, with a new cast, except for Charlie Cox as Daredevil, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. They return. Both guys excellent in their roles. Uh, but I don't know if Disney knows what the hell they're doing because uh, uh, there's a report that said uh, prior to the strike they filmed some scenes. Disney brass watched them, and they have quietly let go a lot of the uh, creative types behind it, like the uh, the writers and the directors. So they're not too pleased with the way the show is going. They don't have a clear-cut showrunner. And, and that's probably what's uh, missing is somebody to kind of uh, direct the ship. Because Kevin Feige, uh, you can't be everywhere at once. And it's it's been proven with some of the other uh, Marvel Disney shows that the writers don't know what they're doing. And you need somebody to clue them in. It even shows that know what they're doing or knew what they were doing uh, will jump the shark case in point Seinfeld there's nothing that will ever diminish that show's impact on pop culture um, and just a, a great microcosm into the, the pettiness and cynicism of man really uh, not even its spectacular uh, series finale which dropped back in 98 you know had record breaking viewership but not a lot of people cared for it. Not like basically, I watched it, and when I after the episode, I'm like, well, it was a big clip show, and they went to jail at the end. That was your finale. By the way, uh, best sitcom finale of all time would be Cheers. Uh, that said, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, I guess, uh, recently told a crowd, uh, for those that want more Seinfeld, 
there's some talks going on and something might be happening down the road stay tuned and there are some speculations as to what that could be could it be just a reunion show where the cast and larry david get together and oh yeah yeah that was great that was great that was great yada 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 or will it be a do-over of the series finale will they do a series finale that gives the show a little better closure of course it's like what uh 25 years after the fact 25 years plus after the the series left the air they're all going to be older time will pass I'm not sure how they would pull that off uh but but anything would be better honestly than what they left us with uh anything at this point but jerry jerry even said uh years later that uh the reason the series finale didn't do as well is because they tried to do a big thing and when you try to go big in comedy it doesn't work there's some truth to that but again I, if there was a lot of clips rehashing old stuff that happened previous in seinfeld there was no new content there's nothing that really makes it stand out uh, in comparison to everything else out there but you know jerry knows how to make money uh taylor swift knows how to make money she's uh rolling in it uh you know she's got the uh eras tour and she's got the eras tour the movie which drops this weekend it dropped a day early so they can rake in more cash i've seen uh projections on this movie which will be about three hours long in case you can't get enough taylor swift uh that this will make a hundred million to 150 million dollars easily this weekend and considering that it's concert footage and you don't have to do a lot of uh, uh you don't have to pay a lot of uh, actors and all that stuff they're going to get a return on investment on this thing it's not going to bomb at all there's just that big of a demand of taylor but i was thinking about this you know because um i remember watching avengers endgame in the theaters great movie but i was around a bunch of sweaty nerds myself included it kind of stank could you imagine being in a, a room full of Swifties watching this thing and knowing that uh, a good chunk of them are wearing adult diapers because this has been documented? Yeah, that that might smell a little worse than dude sweat. Just a tad. Uh, two hours, 48 minutes. Yeah, you that's the runtime on the new Taylor Swift movie. You bet your ass that there's going to be some adult diapers in some of those showings. Uh Let's see, Flower, Killers of the Flower Moon. I keep wanting to say this name wrong, but it's Martin Scorsese's latest movie. It'll be in theaters. It'll be on uh, Apple TV. This, too, is looking to be a pretty long-ass movie. I think uh, three hours, 28 minutes long. And he's out there defending it because why wouldn't he? Uh, the Irishman, which was on Netflix, was about that long. And it, uh, The Irishman... Oh boy, that was uh, that was quite the sit through. I can only imagine how what it would be like sitting through this one. I think Martin just said, you know, to hell with editors. I'm going to just make long ass movies. You know, he's he's in his 80s now. He doesn't give a shit. Um, I don't know. I th I think you can make the same points, honestly, with a shorter film. It doesn't have to be a 90 minute film. But good lord, you're going. You're going up three and a half hours. I think anything north of three hours is asking a lot of an audience. And I say this after watching Oppenheimer and loving that movie. But uh, new Scorsese later on this year. Uh, Keanu Reeves proving once again why he's like one of the best 
one of the few best things in Hollywood. Actor strike still going on, by the way. Uh, he's on the road with his band Dogstar. I remember this band vaguely from the 90s. I, I, but he doesn't have... He's not like Jared Leto in 30 Seconds to Mars. I mean, 30 Seconds to Mars is the bigger band between the two. Granted. Uh, but Keanu seems like a far more accessible person than Jared Leto. Uh, there's some uh, footage of uh, uh, Keanu uh, playing football, tossing the pigskin with a young fan, I think a 10-year-old, just before a dog star show in, I think, Houston, Texas. This linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. So, yeah, that, that kid got to play uh, a little football with Johnny Utah, former Ohio State standout. Brah. Um, but it, but it got me thinking uh, back on my old show uh, on the station here in Fort Wayne a couple years back. I was talking with somebody who saw Thirty Seconds to Mars at uh, Pierre's here in Fort Wayne, and uh, there's a meet and greet after the band or after the show, and uh, they were at, I think they were at the merch table, uh, Jared Leto and his two bandmates and. Uh, the fan got up there and talked to him and said, you know, they were really great. We, we shook hands. And then when I went to shake Jared Leto's hand, Jared Leto stood up and bowed to me. Like he folded his hands like a monk and bowed to him. Didn't shake his hand. He bowed to him. Yeah. Uh, Keanu for the win <laughs> compared to Jared Leto. <laughs> Uh, so Vogue magazine has this thing on their website where, you know, for, for the celebrity worshipers, they can, uh, watch them ask a bunch of questions to these celebrities on camera. And like, and I, I forget how many questions it is like 237 or something, but it's, it's a segment. It's a thing they do on their website. And, uh, the latest, uh, celebrity they got to talk to was Gwyneth Paltrow and, um, they, they, they were walking around her house and there was her Oscar. Her Oscar for when she won uh, Best Actress with uh, Shakespeare in Love years ago, in the long ago. And they go, hey, that's your Oscar. And she goes, yeah, it makes a great doorstop. She uses her friggin' award, her trophy, as a doorstop. Uh, but then again, this woman uh, looks at her vagina and goes, you know, I can make a candle with this. Um, and I got to thinking. <laughs> I got to thinking about this Oscar as a doorstop thing. This is... This is an award show they keep putting on television year and year and year after year. Uh, three, three and a half, four hours long. People getting these trophies, making these grandiose speeches, standing up on soapboxes, pretending you care about it. The ratings get smaller and smaller and smaller. And here is something that's supposed to be prestigious. And I'm sure winning an Oscar is prestigious to some people. In the film industry. I would have to imagine so. She's using it as a doorstop. It's not important to her. It's a show. Uh, speaking of Oscars and show. Uh, this is the big revelation this week. Well, I mean, in terms of entertainment. Uh, before I get too serious here. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Is uh, out and about doing the press for her new upcoming book, Worthy. Um, and I am asking who's reading this book, who's asking, who, who, who is sitting at home going, man, I would like to find out more about Jada Pinkett Smith. She's such an inspiration. It's, it's not like, 
it's not like Julia Roberts or Denzel Washington or Tom Hanks, like, you know, a, a big tier star is putting out their memoir. This is Jada Pinkett Smith. She's putting it out. And in this book, she has confirmed that her and Will Smith, this loving couple that has reconciled since, uh, you know, she went off and played, you know, hide the salami with somebody else. Uh, she let it out that uh, she and Will have not lived together for seven years. Yeah, seven freaking years. Uh, and the question of divorce came up, I guess, on one of these shows. I think it was NBC's Today. And she goes, it's been discussed, but it's technically a divorce because we're not together. We're just not ready to take that step yet. We're still exploring emotions and all this other crap. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if you're apart for seven years, I think the decision's uh, pretty clear, cut, and dry. You might as well just sign the divorce papers because you have just admitted that uh, this wasn't a marriage of love. This was just you guys uh, sharing a PR agent for a bit. And now that people know that this thing is bullshit, what's the point? This is... This is what's got me a little flummoxed because last year, a year and a half ago, everybody was talking about the damn slap. Will Smith losing his damn mind over a G.I. Jane joke, of all things, going up, slapping Chris Rock, saying, you keep your wife's mouth out of your damn name. Or your, your, your my wife's name out of your damn mouth. You know what I meant. He did this and pretty much got ostracized from Hollywood for doing it. He's been banned from attending the award show for a decade doing this. You know, it was because of love and all this stuff. Uh, I, I knew that he was just... Pers I, I, I thought he overreacted, um, but I my whole thing was like he shouldn't have been suspended from the award show because basically Hollywood was grandstanding. You know, trying to make themselves look good after me too. But he did all of this, you know, you know, pretty much put a dent in his uh, almost flawless reputation in Hollywood over a sham marriage. And it, it just, it's it. This is why you don't get involved in relationships where you don't know the principles. In fact, you don't get involved in other people's relationships to begin with. But there are people who follow these people for whatever reason, don't know why, they want to live vicariously through them, even though they don't know what their lives are like. They're just projecting this image, this fantasy. And now that you know it, Will and Jada are not happy together. They're not even together. And she's throwing him under the bus in this new book. But they're not divorced yet. They're not. Okay, uh, so talking about media things and, and again I want to touch base with um, what's happened last few days in Israel and I, I gave my two cents last podcast um, if if there are Palestinians that want peace in the Middle East they would boot Hamas it wouldn't be Israel trying to boot Hamas um, and so the whole you know free Palestine thing kind of falls on my semi-deaf ears because of that you know, 1,200 Israelis are dead. And the media is losing their mind. They're trying to... I don't know what a lot of these journalists are doing right now. This this whole pretense of objectivity. Or, you know, you know we got to see both sides of it. Uh, when, when children, elderly women are, you know, 
kidnapped, tortured, raped, and or murdered. Whole families slaughtered by a group of terrorists that want to march the Jews into the sea. When there are sympathizers in England and Australia and uh, here stateside, they're chanting death to the Jews, guests of the Jews. You know, it's it, you can't sympathize with that ever, ever. But they're doing this, and, and then... And I'm not trying to make light of this, but it's just so bizarre and macabre, and it makes me flinch thinking about this. There was an online debate last couple of days on uh, Twitter X about um, Israeli soldiers finding, and this is going to be graphic if you haven't heard this yet, so if you want to skip over it or stop, you can finding 40 babies not only dead but decapitated. And this, uh, I think it was a French reporter that was with them. And she stands by her report. But they're talking about how like this was not confirmed. A lot of uh, talking head journalists. Uh, one being a desk reporter at the Los Angeles Times. You know, not anywhere near the frickin' uh, war zone. And this reporter uh, kept talking about how this was unconfirmed and misinformation, misinformation, misinformation. And a lot of reporters were doing this. And I kept thinking to myself, why are you guys doing this? Are you afraid Hamas might be smeared by such a, a claim? And then somebody stepped in and goes, well, you know, the f babies were dead, but not all of them were decapitated. And I forget who said it because, well, this, this one was a complete, you know, bitch. But, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this and you're splitting hairs at this point. You really are. Um, why is this a debate? Why? You know, this, this all happened this past weekend. I know that things have been tense in the Middle East, but, you know, you had uh, a good chunk of those uh, slaughtered at a peace con uh, concert. You know, peace in the Middle East uh, for all. And it was Hamas that did this to these concert goers and Hamas doing all these things. And yet you want to play both sides of this. Makes no sense to me. But then again, I'm just looking through it through my eyes as rationally as I can. And then um, uh, getting into some celebrity stuff here, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, I don't think she knows what's going on, but I, I think she's sympathetic to what's going on in Israel. She uh, posted a picture of a family huddled together uh, looking up at the sky at possible rockets, and they're terrified. They're looking at the picture they are. The only problem is that the, the family in question was in the Gaza Strip. They were Palestinian. And she came under attack, and she started, and she deleted it. And, and I, I don't want to say this right now. I don't like seeing anybody under duress, you know, Jew or Arabic. Um, but again, Hamas started this fight, and uh, they are in the Gaza Strip. And if Palestinians will not take care of Hamas, Israel will. It's a matter of survival for them. But he had everybody dogpile, and uh, noted socialist and guitarist Tom Morello joined the dogpile and said, look, we're going to call out anybody, uh, any government for the war crimes. Theirs, ours, yours, whatever. It, it was a dumb tweet. It was a dumb tweet. And I'll explain why. Because even though Jamie Lee Curtis made this tweet in error, you go on to Tom Morello's Twitter X account, and just days after Israel was attacked. just He is promoting free Palestine. Like, he's getting caught up in his own cause, and 
you know, he's basically... I don't see that as an admonishment of Hamas if you're doing free Palestine at a time where Israel just suffered one of one of the worst Jewish attacks in history. Easily the worst since the Holocaust. And they're trying to prevent something on scale of the Holocaust. And you have this celebrity D-bag, you know, going after other celebrity D-bags because they're not in line with their cause. GFY, Marillo. GFY. Okay, uh, kind of going on to something a little more lighthearted, COVID. Um, and, and by that, I mean, you know, the Aaron Rodgers versus Travis Pfizer debate. As you know, Travis got his nickname from Aaron Rodgers on uh, the Pat McAfee show. And uh, Travis Pfizer's taking a more diplomatic uh, thing, saying, well, you know, you know, I got the you know vaccine for my family and all this stuff. And um, Aaron Rodgers has since gone on Pat McAfee's show. And he says, you know what, I will take Mr. Independent Robert Kennedy Jr. over um, uh, Anthony Fauci and uh, the uh, the Pharmacrats. And he's actually challenging him to a debate, Travis Pfizer. Can you imagine that, though? Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Robert Kennedy versus <laughs> Fauci and uh, Travis um, Pfizer. Look, I'm not a big Fauci fan, uh, but I, I can't really say I'm a big Kennedy fan either. I would watch this uh, and listen to this just for the sheer entertainment value of it all. I don't know who would who would moderate this. Would it be McAfee because it's a show? Or would it be Joe Rogan because he's uh, nothing against McAfee, but he's a little more into this uh, subject. And uh, he's, he's a bigger lightning rod for controversy than Pat McAfee at this point. By the way, uh, Deadspin's trying to call out ESPN for not calling out Pat McAfee for not calling out Aaron Rodgers on some of his uh, some of his stances no it's there's no calling out here there there just is uh, because if if you can't come to your own decisions on an opinion uh, that's a bigger issue than the opinion being <laughs> said yikes um, okay so circling back Bud Light, you remember those guys? They used to make uh, used to be a pretty decent beer in terms of sales. Now they've cratered. I don't know why, but you know how the argument was. Well, we gave we gave one can of beer to Dylan Mulvaney, and Dylan Mulvaney made one post. That's not a commercial. That's not an ad campaign. What's the big deal? And of course, they lost all this money. But that's what they said. You know, it wasn't like our official ad campaign. It's not a commercial. What's the big deal? Obviously forgetting that Dylan Mulvaney is an attention whore and uh, the fact that millions upon millions of eyeballs saw this. Well, Captivate. And you're going to love how this is spelled. And by love, I mean loathe. C-A-P-T-I-V, the number eight. <clears throat> they were the ad camp, uh, the ad firm behind that. There was an ad firm behind this whole thing a third-party ad firm uh, they fired some people after that because it didn't go over well and just recently they fired more people so just kind of give you an idea of how impactful this bad decision was yes uh, more people have lost their jobs and yes this was an ad campaign it was just a social media ad campaign that these people thought you were too dumb to recognize and uh, the story will be posted if not already on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, and it's going to be kind of fascinating. It could be one of these uh, Sam Bakeman fried type of things. Um, 
because this uh, this firm uh, apparently gives lavish parties. And anytime somebody does that, you know, shit's getting misspent. By the way, Sam Bankman Fried, uh, I guess, uh, recently told somebody, you know, with this with this whole trial thing going on, that he saw himself, he gave himself a 5% chance of being President of the United States one day. I'm thinking to myself, I would love to have that confidence. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I would love to be smarter and a lot more responsible and moral than uh, Sam, but just to have that confidence, just that confidence to think you could pull that off. <laughs> yeah. All right, I only got time for a couple of stories here. Let's go with some Halloween-themed ones. You know the uh, that horrible ho uh, horror take of Winnie the Pooh that was released earlier this year. You don't remember it? Okay, no one else does. Well, now you do because in Florida, uh, a teacher got in trouble, uh, I guess in one of them charter schools, uh, for showing about 30 minutes of this film to fourth graders. That's right, this uh, movie that's rated NR, not rated. That's worse than rated R, by the way. That just means that we didn't even put it up against the board. We're just showing horrible things. Uh, a, a bunch of 10-year-olds saw this. And they actually, the kids had to ask the teacher to stop it. Well, the teacher's now in hot, you know what. Um, but anytime a teacher does that, you know damn well they're nursing a hangover. And it's only backed up by the fact that, uh, you know, terrible judgment was shown on this teacher's part. They can't think straight. They've been drinking. And uh, get uh, get your cameras ready. Get your ga uh, trucks gassed up. Uh, Colorado is the place to be if you're hunting for Bigfoot. Uh, also on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, a Colorado couple has claimed to capture Bigfoot on camera. They got the pictures. They're showing it off. You know it. It's going to be the next congressional committee hearing. And it's going to be all over TV. Yeah, suck it, UFOs. And then all said and done, I'm done. Until next time, stay fresh. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at davidsonlives.